0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Breakfast with Champions. I'm your host, Sean Galvin, and this episode's guest is with Dr. Lynn Malinoff, who has run the Bright Futures programs at EMU for quite some time and has recently beat cancer. She's a positive, thoughtful individual, and I was very pleased to have her on the podcast. We, we start off very quickly um, and in a very informal manner, so uh, please enjoy the first few seconds and enjoy Dr. Lynn Malinoff. recording right all right we are we are recording right now so the last thing you just do is insult my silly silly little podcast that what you, <laughs> that's what, you what i called it look it's okay to be afraid i'm not afraid of me interviewing you on a
1: podcast and i'm for sure not afraid of you interviewing <laughs> oh me on a podcast
0: i take that as a compliment
1: it's a compliment
0: okay welcome because <laughs> you breakfast. make
1: people feel so it Eddie's. It's amazing. Well,
0: hey, uh, Way look, to go. Where'd you welcome, learn that? Welcome back to another Breakfast with Champions. Special guest, uh, Dr. Lynn Malinoff. First person to ever hire me as a professional educator. Thanks for getting the career going. This You're welcome. Uh, You're
1: right. and, and, we,
0: and, and we also, we also have special guest, Kevin English. Gl- Glad to be back. I think it's been about five episodes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not since the days when we didn't know what we were doing. Not that we do now. <laughs> but, look... I got I got this podcast going. We're ha- we're having fun and you and I haven't talked in, I don't know, say a year maybe for some reason. We we used to talk, talk probably, all the time and this is how relationships go. And so you've you've had a very eventful year and I just heard about the the obstacles that, that you were overcoming and as I think about who would be an interesting podcast guest, whoop there it is. Have you heard that song before?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. We'll talk about it's that. It's about now. me. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is a biographical uh, uh, anthem. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll Google the lyrics in a <laughs> minute. Um, but let, uh, if we could, if I can stop clowning around for a second here, so uh, uh, Dr. Lynn Malinoff uh, heads up the Bright Futures Program, um, Eastern
1: Michigan University Bright
0: Futures, Eastern Michigan University Bright Futures. Yep. Shout out to the uh, bowl eligible Eagles
1: yes, football I know.
0: team. They almost canceled that thing, and now they're going to make a bowl game. How about that?
1: Pretty amazing.
0: Um, New coach, good coach. So champions podcast we obviously talk a lot about mentoring and, and I'm honored to have one of my mentors here thanks. Um, I, I don't think I ever would have pursued that PhD if I if, if I didn't know you I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what made it like like a, like a, uh, a doable thing for me is because I knew someone that had done it and I can I could ask you like hey should I do this and your answer and no no not exact words but was hell yeah like what are you talking about like why wouldn't you do it
1: that's right
0: yeah so that thanks.
1: You're welcome.
0: Uh, and so, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But this isn't about me, though. So who is who is Lynn Malinoff? Let's start there.
1: Well, uh, 65 years condense into that question. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have been in education for 40 years, uh, always working with uh, marginalized folks, uh, folks who... Uh, had potential, hadn't been tapped yet or had been sidetracked with their own life story, mm-hmm. uh, and helping them connect to opportunities to turn that around. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did for better chunk of 30 years here in Wayne-Westland. And uh, in the last 10 years, I've been uh, running this program out of Eastern where we're in 20 schools, three school districts, and 10 of the 20 schools are here in Wayne-Westland. So we have after-school programs that we run um, 32 weeks during the school year and six weeks in the summer uh, that focus, focus on what kids want to learn, the arts, you know, opportunities for them to learn and grow in areas that they otherwise might not have a chance to learn and grow in. And then we support them to develop a whole set of social-emotional skills mm-hmm. so that they become successful and highly functional on the planet. That's, that's the goal. And, um, but that, so that's who I am work wise. Yeah. And then yeah. there's who I am, the person. Um, and I can answer
0: that one. Okay. Well, I, I think you're, uh, witty, you are friendly, you are charming. Uh, and you I'm not, said, and I'm,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm those things, but that wasn't what I was thinking, but that's good. I oh, like well,
0: it. well, how about, how about we go back to you then?
1: Well, I, I was thinking, go a whole so I tangent. think, I always think of myself in terms of like, I worked in Wayne West and like who was I the day I got the job in Wayne Westland and what stands out to me about working in the community and what stood out to me, uh, uh throughout my career was that I was different than most of the people I was around. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a, in a, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is the West side of the state. So it's a, the culturally a little different. Um, and, uh, and I grew up Jewish and so therefore minority, but sort of a hidden minority, like not so visible minority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it very much impacted my thinking and and my motivation and uh, and my pride in my identity mm-hmm. uh, and my ability to stand up for myself. Uh, I particularly remember graduating from uh, Creston High School and the uh, the pastor. I was very used to being in and out of churches. All my friends. I mean, it's a very Christian community. It's great. High moral ground uh, place um, but I but I was different than that and I grew up different and I was okay with the multiplicity of everything mm-hmm. I was always taught to just teach people about who I was if they didn't know and to listen to them and learn who they were and so I grew up in, in that kind of a, a culture in my own home but I did in high school they stood up and they, they delivered a prayer that sort of ended with a Christian ending and I, I raised my hand and I stood up and I said you know Five kids in this graduating class of 350 are Jewish and so if you could just knock off the end of it and make it more interdenominational, non-denominational, it would be respectful to us. And I just remember half the kids cheering and half the kids booing, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know what happened, but that was my internal experience of it. And that's kind of what my life was like growing up, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, So I brought that here. So certainly, working with kids who were struggling, uh, I understood what it was to struggle, and they taught me what it was to struggle from where they were struggling. From they wow. were
0: my teachers. Wow. So, um, well, thinking thinking of the reasons that, that that you chose to be an educator, and if you can, if you can go back to twenty year old Lynn or whatever it was, so th- this is this is a two part question. You can answer it how, yeah. however you like, but but are the are the reasons that you went into education going in, are they similar to what you're proud of looking back?
1: So my motivation, I, I studied art therapy. I had an independent major. I was in a program that allowed you to study what you wanted and work with full professors to develop your curriculum. So I developed my own curriculum. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I took campus courses, but I had to pull things from different areas and departments and find mentors to work with, uh, to learn about the field. And, um, after my bachelor's experience, I decided not to do that as a job because there weren't any jobs in art therapy. There were, you know, very, very limited field, Mm -hmm. um, still pretty limited. So I decided I would go to the school of social work, but it took a long time to apply. And they wrote, told me I was too late. You know, it was a time where, uh, Going for a graduate degree was very on the radar, and but I, I hadn't really quite figured it out. So mm-hmm. when I got that letter from the school of social work, I just laughed because it was like, I guess I wasn't that committed to it or I would have looked at the date, right, for the due date for the application. But I was invited to apply to graduate school at the, at the School of Education because I had already taken courses there that I'd used to learn art therapy. Mm-hmm. So I, I had taken quite an eclectic bunch of courses. And because they invited me and I didn't have another plan and I had done some of my experiential work out in the schools, I thought, well, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'll be a teacher. Uh-huh. I'll teach special ed kids and, then, and I'll teach emotionally impaired kids because that's the group I wanted to work with doing social work. But I'll just be their teacher.
0: Did you ever second guess that move?
1: Never. Never.
0: Not, mean, I mean, not, I mean how, we're talking for thirty years, forty years, and you never uh, so thought about well. maybe know, I maybe I shouldn't have been a I learned uh, a lot of things. Architect. I learned
1: a lot of things. No, I you never wanted to
0: be a lawyer. Corporations and artist. Cases, I wanted to maybe be an artist, are. an artist.
1: But I've always been a bit of an artist, and I just didn't make it my profession. It became an avocation. You dress
0: like an artist. Yes. I can see you in,
1: in Paris. I do dress like that. You know.
0: Peddling, uh... and I
1: lived in Paris for a while, and that's a whole. That's a chunk of who I am too. So, oh, I, you did
0: live in Paris. I lived in Paris. Uh, how long did you live there
1: for? A couple years. Okay. So, okay. like, I go back every year.
0: Challenges that you've experienced recently.
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 by that I mean this cancers uh, uh, of, of which you it sounds like you've now defeated, uh, and, and I just I, I just kind of want to go through like when when you found out. What you're because because I know a little bit about what, this. What was that process? What was that
1: well, like, process? But like,
0: like, yeah, and and, and, and like, how, how did you
1: hmm.
0: how did you respond mentally? How, like,
1: what,
0: what, what was your reaction and and why? And I just walk us through
1: that. Well, so let me preface it by saying that one piece I didn't talk about when you asked the identity question is that um, a lot of the youth uh, that I've worked with over the years uh, were. People who grew up in families with alcoholism, and at one point I even ran a treatment program for adolescents. I took a year away from the district to start up this treatment program because I had so many kids who were harmfully engaged with alcohol and other drugs, uh, not to mention tobacco. But you know, but the treatment program was specific to alcohol and other drugs, and. Um, And in that part of the journey and, and other family stuff that, that, you know, from the past, I made a decision to, to go to a 12 step program and to find out like what I needed to do to fix these people. But really what happens uh, in a 12 step program is you go there and you learn that you're the one who needs Mm fixing and that the way to, to do it is to just, you know, uh, go to these meetings and look at the 12 steps and begin to operationalize that in your life so I've been doing that for about 26 27 years now which heavily impacts how I experience everything mm-hmm. so that's all founded on understanding where I do and do not have control in my life mm. and so uh, and so now I can start the story so I find out through a, a series of uh, interesting, uh, events uh, had a few symptoms and couldn't get in to see a doctor, and and finally was able to get a an ultrasound and had a tumor, and the tumor uh, came out, uh, and it was it was ovarian, and I had you know, everyone I didn't have any markers, so basically the prediction was this would be benign, but we don't know until it's out. Well, it wasn't benign, it was uh, it was malignant, um, and it was stage one. So I also preface, all of my experience was with a stage one cancer. So stage one means that when they remove whatever it's attached to, that it all comes out, right? It doesn't mean they don't do chemotherapy, but it does mean that that 90% of people are free and clear after after some sort of surgery. Okay. So, um, so
0: that's comforting, I guess, to know that.
1: Well, so it just makes it a different experience. I mean, I, you do, you wake up, I did wake up out of surgery and say, you know, what do I have? And, and was it benign? And the answer was no, it wasn't benign. A, you know, it was an aggressive cancer. And
0: so that moment right And I didn't kind of know really
1: it happens. was a stage one because you have to wait for a bunch of tests to come back. It takes oh. three or four days, right? But I also was post-surgery, so I was not that concerned about anything because I didn't have my brain on straight sure. post-surgery. Sure. But my family struggled. They had four days of just kind of living in the unknown, mm-hmm. uh, and it was particularly difficult for my spouse, who knows a lot about uh, about uh, cancer and malignancies b- yeah. because of his work. Yeah. And, uh, and then I found out it was a stage one cancer. You know, the doctors, interestingly, they came in to tell me it was a stage one cancer, but the first thing they said is, you know, you're going to need chemotherapy, you have stage one cancer. So the chemotherapy thing came first, and you're going to lose your hair. And it was like, why are you telling me that now? I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was odd, but I guess people really react to the hair loss thing a lot. Because my reaction to it was, huh, I'll get a few haircuts and see what looks good. Because <laughs> I would have never cut my hair before. And yeah. then I'll just shave my head, and then I don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
1: was just done with the hair loss thing. Like, immediately done with the hair loss thing. It was like... You you got over it right away. This is not going to be a problem. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I... Bet it's gonna be a nice, cool summer. Not having any hair,
0: uh-huh. that part's uh-huh. good. You can, you, can, you can experiment with different looks. And, and different I, things. and it's like
1: I got the looks down. I mean, you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm a dresser.
0: Oh, we're gonna take know? a photo and get it <laughs> to out uh, yeah, on okay. the Facebook. We'll do one there. with the
1: one with the cap and one without the cap.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so now I'm,
1: I'm now sometimes not wearing my cap, but I have to wear it a lot because I have some hair, but it's short. And yeah. Like it's cold. I don't know how you guys with short hair do. Don't wear hats in the winter.
0: i haven't been getting by.
1: But it's anyways. So I really I love the get up. Like I'm never growing my hair long again. Yeah, and, uh, what a man. gift! Yeah, yeah. No more bad hair days. I can wear hats all I want.
0: Wow, wow.
1: So like that was one of the gifts. so like, that was a
0: piece of cake. Whereas whereas most people or a lot of people would crumble.
1: Yeah. So everything. I mean, so I can clearly say that from the experience. I mean, one thing I did. I mean, I used every self care skill i had from 12-step programs from just physical self-care working out um mm-hmm. meditating i mean I, I i had a lot of that already in place i'm a pretty healthy so you endeavor. were ready
0: for this i, I mean yeah, so no, one, no one's ready but...
1: it's interesting i actually i went to a therapist a couple of times because it was free you know and they said well you can go to this therapist and she only works with with um cancer patients and and chemo patients so you know you have free access to this service why don't you? You could try it if you want. And I thought, well, I'm usually the one helping other people. I'll go be the one who's helped yeah. and just see what it's like. So I went exactly three times. On the second visit, I said to her, I think you have a checklist for whether or not people are going to get through this okay. And she says, I do. Because mm-hmm. I could tell by the questions that some of this was just kind of, she had this checklist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wanted to know what was on it. Yeah. And she said, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll give you my checklist.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she said, but... You have everything checked off, yeah. So, like, you're good, yeah. And I thought, well, I had it all checked off before I got the cancer, but most people would be really busy putting these things in place.
0: Yeah. So, so what? So what's the checklist then? I'm okay. So through?
1: here's the checklist. This is a great self-care checklist. Spirituality. Uh-huh. I live a pretty spiritual life. It's not. It's not a life in the synagogue or in a church. It's a spiritual life. It's a different thing. Uh-huh. Um, so spirituality, I'm all about it. Uh, physical fitness. I mean, I'd already been going to the gym three times a week. You got
0: that taken care well, of. Well,
1: now I'm stuff. going six times a week. Uh huh. Right. I just kicked it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How
1: you? Uh, actually, I was going four times a week. But now I'm going six, um, sometimes seven, and I'm dub- and I doubled my workout because okay. I thought, well, if two miles on the treadmill is good, four miles is better. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So. Um, so I had that down. I, it's nutrition, I was already eating a really healthy diet. I had already eliminated yeah, you got most that. of the sugar. I had been doing that. that for a long time. But there were ways that could be tweaked. So that was an opportunity. That was another big win for me. Uh-huh. Like the hair thing and the diet thing and the workout thing, those were my big wins because I was already doing it, but I could do it better. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I got this. Yeah. I'm going to do this better. Yeah. Um, and then uh, having a community. Uh, being part of a community, and yeah, I'm a, a big thing, member of several communities, um, one of which the twelve step community just completely wrapped itself around me and was supportive, yeah, especially through the the first weeks when I was when I mean, the the only hard time of the whole thing, really hard time of the whole thing, was the unknown spaces. So you know something's wrong. you don't yeah. know if you have something, yeah. you go for yeah. a test, you don't have the results yet. that space
0: we had we, we had, as a guest, we had uh, Shannon Pippa was on here before. I think I think she had breast cancer. And she was saying that once, once she knew what she was dealing with, she woke up every day and just, okay, I'm, I'm beating cancer today. I'm going about like, like like, this. like, like, I'm this, gonna like, do like it. this is my yeah. job. That's right. And, and, That's exactly And, right. and that, that she felt like she had control at that, at that, at that That's point. Right. And so, and then she even said that once that it was done, she, she even felt kind of empty, almost like finishing a dissertation. It is like, whoa, that was a big thing. I, yeah. I thought about that all the time and now it's yeah. gone.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's exactly that. That was that's very close that. to my experience. Yeah, you know, um, the other the other uh, thing on the list was family, and I'm very very uh, blessed with a pretty intact, great family mm-hmm. and parents who are still around. hmm And yeah. and those
0: dogs you have are really cute. And my
1: thing. dogs are cute. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: you got you got the three dogs.
1: I'm two. We have two, two now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have two high maintenance dogs because they're herding dogs, so
0: they they want to hurt.
1: So, you know, I had all these things checked off, and I went one more time just to get closure and to thank her, Uh, but I left pretty confident that if I just used what I had, I could have a pretty good experience. And I had one more experience that was really profound. My my surgeon's Chinese, Mm -hmm. right, and... uh, she um, she said to me there are these resources. So one was the social worker, um, and another one was a Chinese physician who is not an MD. He's Chinese physician by Chinese standards, mm-hmm. trained in China. Mm-hmm. So he practices Eastern medicine. So is acupuncture cupping, which is now famous because of you know Michael Phelps. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, Michael Phelps, um, and uh, and some other little things, some other things that they do there as as a. Chinese approach, and Eastern approach. So I went before I uh, started any chemotherapy and met with this Chinese uh, doctor, um, Dr. Lu, and he did this full exam, and he looked at me and said, wow, you know, took you a really long time to develop that tumor, and the cancer all came out with the surgery. You're cancer-free and pretty healthy. You're not going to have trouble with this chemotherapy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I walked out of that office, and I had no fear and no anxiety, and I haven't revisited it since relative to that, that medical stuff.
0: Was this a positive experience?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Very positive.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very positive. Huh. Very um, positive. I also kept a journal, which I haven't gone back to read yet.
0: That would be an interesting. Yeah. I haven't read it.
1: I mean, because I knew I wouldn't remember exactly how I felt later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So all those hard days, every single one of those hard days is, is documented.
0: I think there was something about like catharsis and writing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Writing.
0: Yeah, now I'm not yeah. writing
1: as much. You know, I don't have as much. I mean, I have things to write about, but
0: what about uh, the the uh, 1569 French nobleman Michel de Montaigne? What
1: about you
0: heard about this yeah. guy? You know French?
1: I do. I, I don't know all <laughs> the so French this, people this, who this was a guy.
0: This was a, this was a guy here. Let, let me just let me just read from Ryan Halliday. I think the listeners will like this. Um, <clears throat> In late 1569, a French nobleman named Michel de Montaigne was given up as dead after being flung from a galloping horse. As his friends carried his limp and bloodied body home, Montaigne watched his life slip away from his physical self, not traumatically, but almost flimsily, like some dancing spirit on the tip of his lips, only to have it, only to have it return at the last possible second. This sublime and unusual experience marked the moment Montaigne changed his life. Within a few years, he, he would be one of the most, one of the most famous writers in Europe. After his accident, Montagna went on to write volumes of popular essays, serve two terms as mayor, travel internationally as a dignitary, and serve as a a confidant of the king. It's a story as old as time. Man nearly dies, takes stop, emerges from the experience of a completely different and better person. Not to say that you nearly died, but... Cancer, I think. Just I when, have, when I you're, mean, when I could have dying, died in when, that
1: surgery. It was they they really say,
0: long. When they say cancer and chemo, I think that's got to go go through your mind. Yeah. Then, so okay, I, I don't I don't have all the time in the world.
1: That's good. That's that's. Uh, so you know, your life fla- My life flashed before my eyes for sure when in the unknown spaces. Yes. Um. And um. And you know what? My first thought was, all my ducks are.
0: Like I mean I, I
1: already no I already took care of everything like because I'm in this 12 step program I've made all my amends I've repaired any relationships that were broken I don't have any dangling participles I have nothing its I have a clean I mean every day if I something comes up I clean it up then
0: so you're you're not afraid to die
1: yeah I'm afraid to die you are, I'm afraid I'm to die I'm terrified of but this. I think I but I, I think when I was kind of when I was faced with this my first thought was, you know, I can I can address whatever this is without any interference mm-hmm. because I don't have to go run around and take care of my relationship with my children or my family or my friends or colleagues or someone I met twenty. I don't have any old business that needs to get taken care of. That's that has all been done through the lifestyle I lead. And that was that was like a gift. That was another gift. It was like, wow, this stuff really works. Cause you know, you do the twelve step I, I choose to do this twelve step stuff. But I really saw it play out in a whole different way in yeah. the cancer experience. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. hmm Because, like, I can deal with this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was just ready to take it on, you know. Uh, not without fear and fear of dying in those unknown spaces.
0: Right.
1: And it was kind of like the person you were talking about. You know, once I had a diagnosis. But then the next step actually was figuring out whether or not to do chemotherapy.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And
1: that was an unknown space, and that was unpleasant. Sure, I,
0: I can't imagine. Did a lot of
1: homework. Yeah. Did a lot yeah. of homework. Yeah. Did too much homework. At a certain point, it was too much homework. Overthought it. Uh, overthought it. Was looking for, uh, st- you know, just looking for advice that wasn't there. Was, I was looking for answers in the research about what's my best move, and there's just not enough research to really tell me what my best move was. It was all kind of a guess.
0: Um. Okay, shifting gears to something more lighthearted. <clears throat> okay, you ready? So wait, unless, so let you, me let me let me
1: let me give it a conclusion. Yeah. So, like, I did three rounds of chemo for regret prevention. Like, I was pretty sure I was free ah, and clear. But let's just should it come back, and I didn't do any chemo. I would be beating myself up. I didn't want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And then when I called my kids and told them, they went, "Oh, we're so relieved that you're doing some chemo." Because in popular culture, in common culture, it's like. If you got cancer, you do chemo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's some little something that comes off your skin. I mean, if we
0: can get rid of it, let's get rid of it. Think, right. right, And just be that's right. Officially so done. they
1: felt really great that I made that that decision. And and then I did the three rounds of chemo. I had no trouble with it. Uh, I just it, it, rolled with it. It messed with, with, it. You, I mean, it messed with me. Dog. I was not sick one day. Uh, it, what it does is it messes with it. it you get this thing called chemo brain. Mm-hmm. So you're not... Operating on all pistons, brain-wise. Okay. But what I did was I just removed all important decision making from my sphere. I passed it on to other people. So I have a big job. I run a big program. Mm -hmm. But I have people who take charge, and I just said to them, "I'll be here, and we'll meet, and I'll be working, but I'm not making any big decisions." Yeah. We do it as a team. I think they got understand that. And they just picked it up and did it. I think when I got back, they didn't know what to do with me because yeah. <laughs> they were used to just taking charge. Anyways.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice.
1: So I'm free and clear, all my tests free and clear, and moving on. I got some hair. So on, onward
0: and upward. You look, now now you my great. new
1: normal, and I feel great. I feel way better than before they discovered it. I think I've been sick for a while. Yeah. But I just thought it was, you know, what happens when you turn 60.
0: Sure. Sure. But sure. it's not
1: true. <laughs> you don't have to be tired when you turn 60. Okay.
0: So. um... We'll shift to some, some 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 rapid fire questions. right I, I I'd like to try and keep this about a half hour. Oh, good. You've got three 26. and a half
1: minutes,
0: so we're, so we're going to go kind of kind of quick with these.
1: Okay, and I'm long winded. I'll try. W-
0: we'll have a little fun. So, um, uh, what what's what's the most useful purchase you've made of a hundred dollars or less in the last let's say year, six month year? And I can circle back to that if you want another question.
1: Uh. Probably chemical-free products to use, which I will now not switch back.
0: Ah, okay. That's so an interesting we, we journey. talking? We talking? What, what kind of products are we talking about?
1: Oh, just you know, like stuff for my face and and deodorant and shampoo and get the natural like, stuff. Just get the natural Stay stuff and weird. and just stop. Just you know, give up the chemistry.
0: Okay, I like and it. And so I
1: mean, it's just interesting, and I like it, so I'm not going back.
0: What's the most useful app that you've downloaded in the in the past, again, six months to a a year? I guess I'm useful you, app. Useful. Oh, so, this this is great. I um, this is, this could really make my life you know better or more. uh, uh yeah, so, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead and scan. You got apps for days. I don't you?
1: I have a lot of apps. Waze. because it tells me ways traffic because it's just. Tells me if there's a problem. I yeah. like it. Yeah, and that's a real recent download. The truth is, is um, I like Snapseed a lot for photo editing.
0: Oh, you and, are a photographer, and
1: I'm a photographer, yeah. and so um, so I'm always looking for apps. But you know, now the I got the iPhone Seven Plus because if you're a photographer, you have to have one because it's got the best camera. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, uh, and its own app for editing is pretty darn good.
0: What about? Um... You into audiobooks at all?
1: I oh, don't no, listen to audiobooks.
0: Amazon Audible? That's that if if you were to ask me the same question, I know you didn't, but that's probably mine.
1: Oh so uh, what is it?
0: It's audible.
1: I know. Oh, you and mean so, you have that the app. And so there's I my, have the app I just and, I, just, and I even bought app. one there book and I books. I didn't listen to it.
0: Oh, ah, okay. Well so, so I so guess that, I'm
1: not I guess it's I have to get a habit. Podcasts go quicker. Books take a long time. Sure, it's a big commitment
0: sure sure but so but, I read so them I know I no longer listen to the radio or really music when I'm driving around occasionally even on a Friday morning when I'm feeling it but but back and forth to work I'm um, audiobooks and, and, I, get, and, I, and, I, and I, I can and I can I can usually it. do a book a week on that
1: I might switch to audiobooks
0: yeah yeah that's a good idea that's what, that's my recommendation okay there it is um okay let's see what uh, um, would you if if we abolish daylight savings time you gonna you gonna be upset about that no should, should we have done that a long time ago
1: uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a waste of time. Yeah, and the dogs right. now get us up at four thirty in the morning instead of five thirty. It's
0: ridiculous. It's All right, ridiculous. so I, I've been I've been making a, a list of uh, things about the world that I think if we got rid of it, the world would be a better place. And it's addition by subtraction. And I and, and and so I'm just going to fire these things off, and you can either agree with me
1: that we should get rid of it, or not. Yep,
0: or, or you can disagree with me. Oh. okay, you ready?
1: This is your list. This not is my, my list,
0: list. Uh, off the top of my head. So daylight savings tops the list. But, there, but there's other things. You ready?
1: Like, like hate? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, does but, that but stuff play in? Well, this is this more just... lighthearted.
0: This is more lighthearted. Okay. They, of course hate. Because, you
1: know, I'm going to go straight for all the things that get in the way of kids being, you know, actually. <laughs> yeah. Poverty, yeah, yeah I'm going to go straight yeah. for poverty, <laughs> racism, sexism. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. This is this no, is, this yeah. is, this is 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 much more doable okay. because it's very simple. It's
1: hard for me. Um, I'm going to so, try and keep it so,
0: simple. So, you ready? Here we go. Yeah. Car alarms. Don't need them. They they, they, do, they do more harm than good, right? When's, when's Never the last had time one. you you heard a car alarm and did something? I about
1: touched it? a car by accident, getting in my car. And there you the go. Alarm went off. It was very irritating.
0: Yes, yes, yes. What about? Um, oh man, I I used to have a whole uh, car washes.
1: I like car washes. They're oh, important. really? Yeah.
0: What about when it rains? That's like that's like yeah, God's but I car have to wash. Get,
1: I, there's this dirt road on the way home, so like there's always dirt, and I and I have, I mean, if I. If I have to put something in the back of the car, like I get dirty. Yeah. If I don't just keep the dirt washed off, I don't care if it rains. I don't care if it looks good. Car washes are not about the car looking good. It's about the dirt not getting on me.
0: I see. So It's, it's a, a different, so it's a different value. Now, how many how many car washes a month are you good for?
1: I only wash my car if it's really dirty, so maybe once every other month.
0: Okay, okay. Moving on, because this is, this is a big one for me. Okay. Paper receipts.
1: I'm still doing paper. Receipts? Yeah, paper. I, I still do my taxes on long sheets of, you know, I don't use a program. I mean, I, I still write checks.
0: Um, When you fill up your car with gas at the gas station. Yeah. and the, I don't and the, get a receipt. And the pump, the says, pump the says, do you want a receipt? you, you, you no. say no?
1: So, so I need receipts. you was saying yes to that? I need receipts for stuff, like merchandise that I might return. Yeah. Because sometimes I can't. I'm not quick enough on my phone to find it. Uh-huh. Um, and I need receipts for things that are deductible so that they can go in the deductible file.
0: What, uh, what, what book have you, have you gifted the most? What, like m- multiple copies of this you've, you've, you've given it to people.
1: The Velveteen Rabbit.
0: Is that, is that a child's, uh... It is a children's book. I see. But, but it obviously means something to you.
1: Yeah. So in The Velveteen Rabbit, this kid loves up his stuffed rabbit. Until the I rabbit becomes short. real. Yeah, yeah. But by the time he becomes real, it's pretty dog-eared and, you know, holes and ears bent. and. Okay. But it's a great book about actualization and love and the part that love and relationships plays in that. It's a great story. You should. Okay. Yeah, I should. I'll give I, you a I, copy. i, oh, I mean, to you we a go. Copy. I, oh, have, then, then, then. I always have some around because <laughs> sometimes when somebody finally they become real, like they have this realization and they really they get it. Yeah. Uh, that's when I, that's when they get the book.
0: Yeah, so I got a. Like or a, maybe
1: when they're just entering a place where they have to get it over time and mm-hmm. give them the book to jumpstart them. Ah, nice. But you got to change your life around, or you're not gonna become real.
0: Perhaps that, that's a segue to my next question. Uh, let's say I got you a billboard along 75 out here, two, 275 and Ford Road. Bill, billboard, it's all it's all yours. What are you going to
1: put on it? Listen. Love. Listen. Love.
0: Listen and love?
1: Listen and love. I think right now uh, we all need to get better at listening to one another and then get better at loving one another and expressing it in, in ways that make family and community stronger
0: yeah. I can't argue with that is um...
1: I might refine it if I had more time to think about it. that's kind of a big oh, question see. you said we're gonna roll with these fun questions that's a Oh,
0: it's a fun question. Well, it was fine. you, you have a good answer, it's I think big. you can build off of that. Big. I, I, I put you on the spot, and you responded. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So.
0: Is is social media good for the world?
1: Maybe not. Maybe not.
0: Th- I think I'm probably not.
1: I'm thinking not. It it hasn't been good in the last little
0: while. Here's what I'm thinking.
1: I think I think journalism. I think it's it's made it's. I think journalism is in trouble. I think journalism. Oh, yeah. So I think journalism is, and um, yeah, good journalism is really important to our success as Mm -hmm. a society. And I think social media has made it so that people see things and think it's journalism and it's not. And Mm -hmm. it's not been vetted by a newspaper or an organization or Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, it can be one position or another position, but if it's, a real interview or a real quote. I mean, I mean, people used to commit to only putting out there what, what, what they observed yes. and, and what they objective
0: have, stories. A, stories. And now, and it now gets, it's yes.
1: crazy. And, 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 and it's how all, much time, it's all time does, does it take now? So, and here's the other thing. Yeah, a lot of clickbait. But here's the other thing. So, I was walking through the student center on campus yesterday, and um, I was counting how many people weren't on their phone. And between the front door and walking down a hall, I probably saw 30 people. And going up to another floor, I saw one person not on their phone or a computer. One,
0: yeah. yeah, One. Uh,
1: And I saw 30 or 40 people, and I thought, I don't think that's good for us. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm as culpable, I'm as guilty as anybody else. Like, I love my iPhone.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, I have a mini panic attack when I can't find my right. when I don't know where it is. But I, I, I
1: mean I'm the one who's responsible to work on having a relationship with it that allows it to just be a tool and not be yeah. a buddy.
0: Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, we had we had cigarettes going for a, a long time there, and no one thought that was a big deal. Everyone's smoking, smoking on airplanes. Yeah. So there was a non-smoking oh, yeah. section in the airplane, which boggles my mind because it's right. still one of those big airplanes. Metal too. Yeah. And now we look back on on those days like how did we like get to that man? We were dumb, Crazy. right? Next one to go is going to be sugar, and we're gonna and we're yeah. gonna look back on the eighties yeah. and nineties and the past, however long this was going. What yeah. were we doing with all that sugar? Sugar
1: is an interesting one. When I asked this Chinese medicine, so it's Eastern medicine. When I said like when I if I want to do this this nutrition thing better, and yeah. he just looked at me and said the one thing you cannot have anymore is sugar anymore it feeds cancer so and, you cannot have sugar and i already had cut most sugar from my diet yeah. so now i'm like it really almost none i'm not saying none because i'm not that crazy and we
0: would all benefit from getting a little bit of cancer so that it's, uh, we all get that same oh my god doctor to tell us you yeah. can't eat so i mean give ice me cream me ice cream on.
1: one scoop of ice cream a day yeah that was my sugar uh-huh. before.
0: Get it out. It's done. Now
1: it's a shared scoop of ice cream once a week.
0: Yeah, because yeah. that's my favorite. Thing. You know what? You know what's my new ice cream is is uh, clementines. I love clementines. They're sweet and, and clementines they, and, and, and aren't ice cream sugar. and right. they're
1: delicious. Yeah. Yeah. but fruit fruit is a, a great sugar delivery service and there's no risk. You can eat fruit.
0: Mm-hmm. Because of, because of the fiber, so then the fiber makes it so that the sugar I mean, doesn't just
1: just. It's not the same kind your... of sugar. It's yeah. not refined sugar.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Oh, Give man. up the
1: nachos, too, and all the refined flour.
0: Duh. Fried foods. Well, yeah. good get to give up fried food. Too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah.
1: Anyways, I could talk a lot about it, but I know a lot of people aren't ready to, to look at that, but I will say, sure feels great. And
0: so, here, here's what I'm saying. Feels it, great. It was cigarettes. The next one to go is sugar, and it's go- I, I thought
1: Bill Clinton was going to be the
0: champion of that and was going to do the first gentleman thing and, 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 and get after it, but we'll see what happens there. I don't want to get political. And then the next one, next one to go... It, cigarettes, sugar, social media. Huh.
1: That, that'll be the next one where, so? where,
0: where, where we look back but at what this what about era, Instagram? What
1: about Instagram? I think
0: there's, I think there's good to it. I think that there's, but, but, is there, if you is there look junk on the... Instagram?
1: I haven't been here. Oh, at, like, man. Terrible yeah. stuff? Well, not just terrible.
0: I mean, but, 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 so, holes, so, so, so you get these beautiful women that post their pictures of how pretty am I and everyone comments, but then oh. now, now every teenage girl looks Ooh. at that and feels inadequate. Now I have to get off Instagram too.
1: But um, it's all yeah. I'm just putting up puppy pictures.
0: <laughs> so that's good. That's fine. The flowers, the puppies, the sunsets. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm really but unfortunately, good at, you know. Well, you know, we, there's, a, there's a whole other side to this stuff. No, there's we, we there's we a dark side to
1: everything. You yes, know it's yes, except
0: condition. for Fitbits. I realized recently that Fitbits, there's no downside.
1: Except that people don't lose weight with a Fitbit. They did some well, research. you got to
0: stop eating sugar. That's, uh, yeah. All no, the steps in the saying, world aren't good. I'm just
1: saying, if you it, just because you have a Fitbit doesn't mean you do more steps and lose weight. I mean, right. it, it's, it's it, just, yeah, maybe it, it keeps you thinking you. about doing steps. I say park far away. I say walk up the steps, don't take the elevator.
0: Let's do that. And I
1: say, you know, don't take your car and drive it two blocks, walk the two blocks.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That helps. Hey,
0: appreciate the time. This was fun. It's good to reconnect. Forty
1: minutes. How many people go 40 minutes?
0: Uh, I think just Jim Bernstein, something about these Jews. Jimmy Bernstein is <laughs> a Jewish
1: thing. We're all long-winded. <laughs> it's genetic.
0: Oh, man. What's so... Jim
1: Bernstein talking
0: um, talk. talked about writing. I just got really interested in his writing process and 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 uh, and, and he's he still writing, he's is he still doing guy. uh,
1: screenplays. Oh, or yeah, oh, yeah,
0: he's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his you most get, recent you gotta, screenplay? You gotta, you gotta listen to the podcast, man. You, no, gotta, no, you, gotta, you, you, get, you gotta subscribe no, you to it. What's
1: what's his most recent?
0: His, screenplay? oh man, uh, well, it's been
1: made. He, he does a lot of Love and Honor was it. the
0: big one that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that was he. He, t- he tells the story how he came up with that with that story, um, but anyway. I never saw it. Should I see it? Um, yeah, he's a good guy, Jim. Yeah. No, love and. Liam
1: that. Neeson. Oh. That thing?
0: We, we got to knock at the cool. door. I'm We're gonna to to let the people you. go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming by, the Malinov. Take care, everybody.